Title of the book, Within Reflection, Into Reality and Religion, written by Farkad Almadi, Part 1 of 5. Observations on Reality I consider this short book to be an overview and skeletal structure of a broader subject that I hope to share in the future. I would also like to make it clear that everything I'm sharing comes from the first-person perspective, so it's subjective. It is an exploration of what might be possible. It is subjective until it becomes objective. The following story is a metaphor for how I see the start of human challenges and how they were handled. A couple used to live on a harmonious farm. Everything was in balance, and every time they realized what surrounded them, they would feel serenity and bliss. However, they started forgetting to see what they had and gradually started bending what was around them to their desires. They wanted to sit towards the sunset but wanted the shade of the tree to be right above them, so they broke branches, which led to changes in how the habitat functioned, which led them to break and build more and more. These changes were more physical, although they included some characteristics like forgetfulness, desires to control, and the arrogance of their entitlement to do what they wish. The second part of the journey included the use of words and shaping these words to reflect the reality they wanted. They had children, and when the kids got too close to dangerous places, the parents used words to stop them, like the word, no. This worked fine until they started using it and other words to label what they wanted and what they didn't. Eventually, no became a word to prevent kids from doing anything their parents didn't allow. Many words were created, and they all reflected what was good and bad, according to the parents. A few generations down, people lived in a society where words and labels were used to create the desired reality and describing reality by words. When someone would ask, why is this thing no, they would just ignore him for how ignorant he is to question what past generations have carved in stone, or brains in this case. To recap, the first thing the parents faced was forgetting to see what they had, and that prevented them from being thankful which then led them to take control of things to their desires, which led to even a bigger challenge in shaping outcomes, which gave rise to arrogance in them believing they're better than everything surrounding them. This state, I believe, created traits that could lead to harmful outcomes. Going over that again, it starts with one being forgetful. Two, controlling by not accepting your circumstances or outcomes. Three, arrogance believing you are above and better than others. These three traits can become destructive if they connect as follows. If you are forgetful, you're more likely to dehumanize others. If you're forgetful and you want to control the outcome, you're more likely to act and take. And if you add to that belief that you're above others, you're more likely to assault others or yourself. However, the challenge with later generations was in the way they perceived reality. And a big part of that was in the way they used words and labels to create that reality. No one was able to see things for what they are, but rather it was through what was projected and framed in society as a whole. They became trapped in their mental chain of blocks, and some would be successful in finding ways to see through this reality by observation. But that didn't work in the brains of the majority. False words create fake images, and fake images will produce false words. Sight mattered more than sound, and the visual and the material became the foundation of their reality. And so, the habit of creating emotions became the truest feeling, 
People had to find a way to materialize almost everything if they were to be recognized, accepted, or even exist. Even feelings had to find a way to exist in a material sense. Emotions weren't the way they expressed feelings. They became what feelings are. Without emotions, you are assumed to be a person without feelings. People who managed to speak the emotional language were so effective and successful, and people who couldn't were shunned as insensitive, emotionless people. After this short, simple story on how I think human challenges began and evolved, I will get into some of the issues of concern. For the sake of argument, I will be sharing my thoughts on how I define the brain, the mind, and how I understand emotions and feelings. I will explore emotions and feelings before trying to connect each of them to the brain and mind. I feel there is a big mix, if not a mess, in how we have come to understand and deal with emotions. Emotions are expressions of feelings. A problem happens when we assume emotions to be feelings. How? 